Podcast, a show about artistry and industry in music. My name's Adam Meckler, and it's my mission to get you the tools to have a thriving career in music. It's football season, so I'm wearing my Steelers jersey. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that. Uh, I got my flugelhorn in the picture here, trumpets next to me. Who knows? Maybe I'll bust it out and play a little bit today. I said on a previous episode that I would report back about chart metrics. So I did use chart metric for a little while i can totally see the value in it i canceled it for myself mostly because i'm not i don't know if if i was like really trying to purposefully increase my social media numbers which i'm sort of doing but i'm sort of not like it's i'm plugging energy into it but it's not like i don't know if it's the kind of thing that i want to like really track month over month growth like i'm doing that with the podcast i'm doing that with other things of other projects of mine uh, but i'm also like going up for tenure as a university professor and doing all these other things that are unrelated uh to social media fame so to speak um so yeah i mean like and it doesn't just track social media it tracks like spotify uh followers spotify streams all that stuff it, it's a great resource um i just didn't see myself using it at this time right now i'm able to track like spotify for artists is pretty slick in terms of all of the metrics and youtube studio is really awesome with all of their metrics like i I see subscriber increases and how many watch hours and all that stuff and now that i'm also like i I grew my personal channel to i don't know what we have now 5,800 subscribers or so on my Adam Meckler YouTube channel. Uh, I do like trumpet educational content there and other stuff, which I think I'm going to reference later in the episode. But uh, this episode's called Spotify Warped. And I think you all know why. Um, Spotify Wrapped is, is, is happening right now. And that's always a time when like people will post their numbers from Spotify. And that can be a time of comparison. And if you listen to my episode uh, on how to fall in love with music again, one of the things that we want to avoid is the jealousy trap, right? And Spotify wrapped is a really easy way to like look at other people's numbers and be like, why aren't I getting those kinds of numbers? When in reality, like Spotify is its own animal. And if you're not really treating it like a, a growth machine for your music business and income, uh, then you, you just can't be surprised when other people have huge numbers and you don't. Um, that's really what it boils down to. If there's a game to be played, and if you're not playing the game and you're just putting out music, it's like some people can do that and get huge numbers on Spotify, just like put out whatever music they they are making, and it just happens accidentally. But by and large, the people that are getting huge numbers there, they've been strategic about what kind of music they're releasing, how they're releasing it how frequently they're releasing it and how much like, you know, pounding the pavement they're doing to get their stuff on to playlists and get followers and all that good stuff. So there's a game to be played. We'll talk about that a little bit, but yeah, this is a time when it's like, it's easy to, it's easy to feel not good about where you're at. Now for me personally, I started releasing music under Adam Meckler only um, without 
orchestra or quintet attached to my name, which is typically how I've released music in the past. I did that for a few reasons. I actually call, I listened to this other podcast called the DIY musician podcast. It's a great podcast done by CD baby. And although I don't want to send you all over there and have you never listened to this show again, it's a great show. A couple of really sincere, a few really sincere people are hosts on the show and they talk about this kind of stuff. But my, you know what I called in and I asked them like, what do you think I should do? Should I release music under just Adam Meckler? Should I release music under a whole bunch of different names? Um, and I, I sort of knew what the answer was going to be like deep down. I knew like, it's not sustainable to, to try and manage Spotify for artists for like four different band names. Like it's all me. It's all, it's all my music. Adam Eckler orchestra, Adam Eckler quintet, the stuff that I'm doing where I'm like singing and playing multiple instruments. It's like different that I'm just releasing under Adam Eckler. Now I'm just going to start releasing everything under my name simply. So I started doing that last year and mostly thanks to a single I released with Fabus with Jason Fabus, J Fab. I was around 20,000 streams at the end of the year. I released my first single in May and then released an album in June that got a, you know, have, you know, four or 5,000 streams and then released a single in August with, with Fabus. And now I just released another one called crunchy leaves with J fab as well on the 28th of November. And that hasn't been placed on any editorial playlists. Like the last one was at least not yet. And sometimes that takes some, a few days. So I'm, I'm just waiting to see, you know, Maybe by the time you hear this, it will have been placed on some stuff. We're hopeful because the last one was, but we're going to keep doing these little collaborations to be able to release singles every now and then. And so my Spotify wrapped was like 20,000 streams for, for just my name, Adam Eckler. And then Adam Eckler Orchestra also had around 20,000 streams and Adam Eckler Quintet had a really small amount of streams. I took one of those albums down. So like, you know, I also have this band called Supercell and I was for a long time with Nookie Jones, which isn't really doing anything anymore, but Nookie Jones has a solid Spotify following and like managing all those various different accounts, which I never managed the Nookie Jones one, but like managing all those various different accounts, Lulu's playground. Now I'm, I'm putting a bunch of stuff up on Spotify. It's a lot to manage. And so one of the reasons why I'm putting everything under my name now, or as much as I can is I'm able to kind of like follow what Spotify wants with their algorithm. Like Spotify wants you to be releasing music regularly, right? That's something Ari Hurstan came in the podcast. He talked about that. He's like, they told you what they want. Like you don't have to play the game if you don't want to. <laughs> and we can talk about like the ethics of streaming and all that stuff too. Um, I like, I'm, uh, you know, for long, I still don't really listen using Spotify for a long time. I, was very was vehemently against it very much an old head in that regard but more recently i you know and the same reason why i started to like i decided to start a youtube channel was like i'm done sitting on the sidelines and watching everybody else build their thing into something that's like somewhat of a sustainable amount of money i mean it's like you can build a spotify following or a streaming following into something that is a few hundred bucks a month. Like you can totally, that's totally a doable goal for anybody. And so to me like that, and, and I remember what it was like being full time as a player 
and like three, 400 bucks a month would have been like game changer to have that to rely on. It's like, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people that are full-time players also teach private lessons in the afternoons because they got to make that extra three, 400 bucks, you know, in a week. So, you know, or in a, yeah, in a month, but I mean, like, you know, you can make good money teaching private lessons. That's also a trap for trap for musicians that are trying to be full-time because it's easy to be like, oops, I have 30 students and now I have no space for making my own music, but whatever. Uh, that's neither here nor there, not what we're talking about. So for me, you know, Spotify, the numbers came in. I started looking at everybody else's numbers and thinking like, okay, I've got some goals to set. Like I, I feel like I've done a good job this year of just like learning about the whole thing and like trying to trying to adhere to what Spotify wants. And so I think I was saying along those lines, like Spotify wants you to be releasing music more frequently, which is what Ari Herstan said on the show. And by putting more things onto one account, onto one Spotify for artists account under just my name, you know, for you, that could be anything. But by doing that, I, I don't really have to change what I was doing artistically. I don't have to change my output. Like my output was already pretty frequent, pretty using the word prolific sounds, uh, uh, sounds, you know, whatever egotistical, but you know, I was, I've, I've always released music, like a lot of music. Um, and so I, I'm not really like changing my output, but I'm, by putting everything under one account, it's like, it sort of allows me to, it allows me to release music more frequently, which is what Spotify wants. So I'm doing that. I have another single where I'm like singing that's being mixed right now. I have a huge record that I'm working on. That's like a collaborative thing um, that I've talked about a bunch on the podcast. Uh, but these singles with Fabus and I have my, this like new trio record out with Supercell, which goes under, under a different account. So, so there is an element of like, this is something I talked about with the CD baby guys. I was or, or like I messaged them and then they <laughs> I left a voicemail and they responded on the show. Uh, but, you know, I I said, like. Is the music too different? Am I going to be confusing the Spotify algorithm? And they were basically like, no, it's like you're playing trumpet and like. And I remember thinking this too, like back in the day with Jana's band that like no matter how pop we played, no matter how poppy the music was everyone always said it was jazz because I was playing trumpet. Like if there was no trumpet in the band, it, a lot of that music would never have been considered jazz. It may have been considered like influenced by, but because there was trumpet in the band, it's like, Oh, that's jazz. You know what I mean? So <laughs> to a lot of people, like, even though I'm making stuff that's like beats stuff, that's collaborative with like hip hop artists and singers, stuff that's instrumental and swinging you know, it's like, it all sounds the same to everybody. So to, to the Spotify people, it's like, whatever, <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. You know, I don't really know that. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with this new single. Cause it, it's like, these tracks are like more of these like lo-fi, you know, people throw it on in the background at a, you know, a dinner party or something, maybe kind of music. And, you know, is, if you're going to build something on Spotify, do you have to be thinking about music? Like it's, for function. And I, I think the answer is yes to a degree. Um, 
like I said, there are lots of artists out there who can just like become a band, release a bunch of great music and it blows up and they do great. And that's awesome. But there are also a lot of people that fit into this realm where they like make a certain style of, of track and that's them as an artist for sure. But it also fits like a specific niche of what Spotify listeners like and what some like really popular playlists put on their playlists. And so there's that game of like, can I find the crossover between the kind of music I like to make artistically and the kind of music people actually want to hear? And that's really like music for function. And that's, I think, a, a oh, this is, this is tough. Cause I know I get a lot of pushback on this from people. Uh, <laughs> you know, you have to, at some point as an artist, who's going to be making music as a career, so you have to grapple with how am I going to make some dough with this? And so like, you know, thinking about how your music can be used in certain situations and gearing it towards those things. It's not unlike preparing a song that you've made for sync licensing and hoping that somebody picks up and puts it on a commercial. It's like, it's the same idea. So we're taking music. We're already making things we're already drawn to, but then sort of like tailoring them for the thing to increase the probability of it getting more traction. And then thus maybe, maybe we also get a payday. Right. Uh, which is, it's like, we gotta, we gotta grapple with that. <laughs> we gotta figure out, uh, we gotta figure out how to get paid. So I talked about the jealousy trap. I've got a list of, of topics here and I just talked for a while. So I'm going to see what I covered, but, uh, I reported back on chart metric. I think it's a great tool. Chart metric is a great tool. It's just not something that I'm going to be using right now. Like I said, YouTube studio is great. Spot, uh, Spotify for artists is great. It's a lot of great tools for tracking your numbers. Um, but chart metric is cool. Uh, YouTube make the content people want to see. Oh yeah. So I, I was thinking the other night, like YouTube is a lot like I'm using YouTube the, the same way that I, that I've started to use Spotify. Like I've been using YouTube this way, which is which is to create content that the people on YouTube want to see. This is really related to what I was just talking about. I create trumpet educational content on YouTube because clearly that's the people that who like subscribe to my channel. That's what they want to see. They want trumpet educational content. I've taught a lot of trumpet throughout my life. I taught a lot of music throughout my life. And I think that's something that I'm good at, personable. And so people like that and they want to see that material. And that is great. I'm really happy that people want to see that. So what I've done is I create those videos and I get the pot stirring and I get people commenting on my stuff and I'm sort of like building people who look at my channel regularly. And then I throw in some of my stuff, right? I throw in like a song by Supercell that's was filmed in Chicago, which is up on my channel now, or a song by my quintet, which was filmed in Minneapolis. That's up on my channel now. Um, so I'll, I'll throw those things in there to try and reach those people with, with my art as well. Uh, so I make the content to get the people and then I sneak in some of my good, some of my art, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, I'm sort of thinking of Spotify in that same way. It's like, I'm making these things with Jason. They're great. I love doing them. It's really fun to like record myself in my home studio using this mic some of the time. And the one I'm talking on in the YouTube video and, um, and then sort of like mixing it 
EQing my horn or horns. Like in this last one, Crunchy Leaves, I just like layered a whole bunch of horns. So I did like a top line where I'm soloing the whole time, but then I layered a whole bunch of horns underneath it. <clears throat> so I'm like mixing those, EQing them, putting reverb and delay on them, making it sound good. And then I send it to Jason and he's like, could we tweak X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, sure, make some tweaks. And then we post it. And it's like a really quick process. And so artistically, it's fun because I'm playing my horn, I'm soloing, but it's not like the big massive projects that I have in my brain that I want to accomplish in life, right? This is a a way for me to like continue to release content, have stuff that I'm proud of, show off my trumpet playing a little bit, um, but it doesn't have the same like time and emotional toll that like a huge project has. Meanwhile, I'm working on this massive project that is eventually going to get released on the same channel. And so everybody that ends up hearing these like lo-fi beats with me playing trumpet on them will eventually also hear, or some of them anyway, will eventually also hear, you know, projects with me singing projects with me working with hip hop artists and other singers and, you know, putting my horn on those things. Um, and this new project is crazy. Like it's crazy. There's going to be boatloads. Every track can be used so many different ways. It's like, I'm going to end up having boatloads of material that I'll be releasing from this project, which is really cool. It's like, it's the first time I've really worked so collaboratively in the process of creating a record. I've never really worked this way. It's kind of flipping my whole head around like, wow, this is probably how I should be making art all the time. Okay. So jealousy trap, we talked about goals. We got to set realistic goals. All right. And I think it's fun to see some people this year that I follow have posted like where they were in 2019, where they were in 2020, and then their Spotify wrap for 2021 and 2022. And um, it's fun to see that like, you know, there's this rapper Connor Price who's like blown up in the in the like Instagram, Twitter, Instagram reels and, and uh, TikTok world. He makes these videos, you know, you've probably seen videos like this where you know, Rise Hendrix that was the first one I saw do this, actually. I, I love his stuff. He makes funny, like, hip-hop videos. And he's the producer, and also he's the rapper. And he, like, re he reacts to himself, right? But he's playing two different people. Connor does this with, like, he'll play two, three, four different people. And he went from, like, 120,000 streams in 2019 or something until now he has 99 million streams on on Spotify, which, is, which are outrageous numbers. And that's because his songs go completely, totally viral on the internet. And so like he's getting boatloads of streams because of all of his viral videos. So he's found a really interesting and cool way of like combining his, uh, he likes, he's, he's he, he, I think he's like self-described as an actor, musician, producer or something like that. And so like he also is an actor, right? He likes to, likes to act. And so he's, he's incorporated that into his thing. And he's seen a lot of success with his music now because of, because of the videos that he makes on the internet. And I don't know that'll ever, I don't think that'll ever be me, you know, in terms of like the kind of video that's being made and the kind of music that's being made. But I think there's some good lessons to learn from observing trends like that and staying out of the jealousy trap, but observing trends. So it's been fun to see like, Oh, you know, 99 million streams isn't, isn't attainable, but to me, like 120 million, 120, 120 million, 120,000 streams is doable, perhaps, especially if some more time got freed up in my schedule and I was able to release maybe a little more frequently. 
So then it's like, oh, if I could get to 120,000 streams next year, 100,000 streams next year, maybe, you know, then could I get to 300,000? Then could I get to a million? Um, then could I get to 2 million? Then could I get to 5 million? It's like, you get to 5 million. That's, that's like a lot. It seems like a long way away, but I think we, if we, you know, set attainable goals, uh, realistically, then we could build on those. Uh, and that the only, uh, there's obvious, uh, caveats to this or, or side effects of this, which is, which are, you know, Spotify could disappear. All the big giants end up fading away. I don't know that Spotify's fade will be anytime soon, but I do think at some point <laughs> something will happen. And that brings up another point I was going to make today. I saw an article and I was going to, I should probably pull it up. I was going to try to have it on my computer, but um, music business worldwide. Uh, let's see. Music business worldwide. They did something on AI created music. Um, and one of the articles basically said like, you know, there's going to be um, AI created music that's being put on these streaming sites. There's essentially like this massive streaming company in Asia. I don't want to give you guys the wrong information. I read this article, but I'm relying on my memory here. Um, there's a there's a huge company in Asia, apparently, huge streaming company that has AI created music on their streaming platform. And apparently one of the songs has over a hundred million streams. So <laughs> if there wasn't enough for us to worry about as professional musicians, uh, computers taking over writing songs that are smash hits is another thing to be thinking about. Um, yeah. So it seems as though AI is getting really good at writing songs. I guess I'm not surprised by that because Jana said to me the other day, she goes, my wife, she says, well, do you really think that an AI song is going to be able to have the heart of a human made song? And I was like, I think you're asking the wrong question. Do I think that an AI created song could get hundreds of millions of streams on a, on a, like over and over and over again on a streaming platform? Yes. hundred percent. Yes. Cause a lot of songs that end up becoming really big and famous and popular are formulaic and, you know, follow certain trends and AI would, you know, artificial intelligence could replicate that, I think, somewhat easily. And we all know that, like, how your voice sounds is not an indicator of, like, we, we know that from American Idol. It's like how good of a singer, singer you are is not an indicator of how famous you're going to be or how huge your song is going to be at all. Uh, not to mention people like, Bob Dylan and Tom Waits, right? It's like, there's tons of famous artists who were not singers necessarily. So yeah, artificial intelligence coming maybe could be one of the, like I, if I were 
running Spotify as a non-musician, as somebody who's never been a music maker in my life, I'm like the CEO of Spotify, which I, I'm not sure if the CEO of Spotify has never made music in his life, but his decision-making doesn't seem like somebody who's been in the shit. I'll just say that. So if I were in that position, I would probably hire my engineers to code artificial intelligence that can write songs that I can then put on my editorial playlists and see how much money I can milk out of these songs that my AI has created. So yeah, I think that that's a, a big possibility. I don't know that that like automatically means that no one else makes any money on streaming. Like I, I don't think that's the case. I think more, more and more people are streaming every year as well. And that number is probably going to keep going up as older generations who have kind of stuck to their old ways of listening to music fade away, I'll say, to sound nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it's complicated. Um, but AI is coming, it seems, according to music business worldwide and some stuff that's going on in other countries. All right. Is it an overall negative or an overall positive? streaming in general um spotify warped is it an overall negative or an overall positive it's like even even the fact that we could debate this i think is pretty telling like this is it it's almost like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it's an overall positive or an overall negative a lot of people are sticking to their guns and they're like you know buy merch from artists uh quit streaming their music and it's just like the business person in me is like you're like you're really trying to swim upstream here people want to consume music via spotify like that's how they consume music if that's how they consume music then we should be gearing our stuff towards how people consume music to make it easier for them to listen to our music now is the amount of money per stream fair uh i read another article this week that said that there was a court case in Europe, in England, I think, where they basically looked at the payouts to musicians and they said, yep, everything's good. Everything looks good here. It was like a court case. They were like, like Spotify is being sued for the amount of money that they pay out to musicians. And the court essentially ruled in Spotify's favor. So is it a lost cause? No. But is it going to change in favor of like indie musicians who get fewer streams? Also, no. So then the question is, how do we increase streams? How do we... I mean, it's like making honest music is always going to be a priority for me personally. Um, but I've also been confronted with like, what is it like to try and support a four-person family on a musician's salary who, who is dedicated to... Um, who is dedicated to making art art music, you know? Like, what's that like? Is that possible? And, uh, yeah. Like, having, having to really grapple with that has changed how I feel about all of this. Truly. I was a purist in a lot of ways. And over the last handful of years, I've really come around on some things. And part of those two are like, I see people like making fun of musicians who dance, you know, like we had Grace Kelly on the show 
one of the earlier episodes of the, of the podcast uh, featured Grace Kelly. She's this amazing artist and incredible player, amazing teacher, really kind person, makes great music, and she dances when she plays. And because she dances when she plays, people are just up in arms. And it's like, are you serious? Like, f- first of all, she's like super sincere. So like I've talked, I talked to her about it. She's super sincere. So like there's, there's that, like that's, that's her and that's her personality. But also like, I am not in the mood to judge any musician for coming up with a way to make a little bit more bread so they can keep doing what they're doing. I am not in, I'm like, I'm, I'm outside of that camp now. I'm way, it's like, it is so hard to make it as a, as a player that I'm not going to judge anybody for any, for trying to make any kind of moves. I'm, I'm, I'm done with judging people for that. You know what I mean? Like that's small minded. That's like this. I don't know what that is. It's like the internet effect. It's like, these are humans who are sincere, cool people. And we're like bashing people because they're, because they dress up or because they, dance or because they sing or it's like what is that that is so lame <laughs> that's so lame get over yourself that is so lame get over yourself yeah so anyways i'm not gonna judge anybody who who does what they need to do and that's why i've not felt bad about about like trying to explore these various different things like how do i build a spotify audience Let's let's try that. Like, come on, let's try that. People aren't really buying CDs anymore. Like you, you guys all know, I've talked about how many CDs we sold back in 2008, 2009. We were crushing it. People aren't really doing that anymore. It's like, I could try to get everybody on a Patreon. I could try to sell a bunch of t-shirts, which I do still. But it's like, man, there's this whole other game to be played and like standing on a high horse and being like, well, you know, the CEO of Spotify makes way too much money. It's like, yeah, I agree with you in principle. I totally agree with you in principle, but come on. It's like the reality is we got to make it. We got to make it. And then I get accused of like thinking about money too much too, which is like the great irony because like the whole reason I'm here is because of my love of music. And, and I've been like hyper dedicated to making art music my whole career. It's like now that I talk about this kind of stuff, people are like, you think you think about money too much. Your music, you know, and it's like, come on, come on. You know, maybe I do it. But if you're not making your whole living in music, how could you possibly understand? How could you possibly understand what's going on in my head? You can't. That's it. Boom. All right, cool. So we're going to keep going. <laughs> Sorry, that's a bit of a, a bit of a tangent. Is it an overall negative or an overall positive is where I started. So yeah, I mean, is it an overall negative or overall positive? I, yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. I think, I think it's an overall positive and that's hard to say, um, to be totally clear, but I think it's an overall positive because I think it opens the door for any musician who wants to try to make it, uh, to reach people like anyone can now reach people through the internet, through streaming. There's no more. Got to find an A&R rep. Got to get a record deal. There's no more of that. It's like, bring your stuff straight to the people and build something. 
then the big dogs will come after you. All right, so I think it's an overall positive. I talked about my numbers. Treat Spotify like it's like it's its own animal. I touched on that, but yeah, like I think early on in my time releasing music, I just thought like, oh, streaming, you know, people will just find it. People who listen to my music, who are fans, or like people who follow me on uh, on Instagram or Facebook, like they'll just find my music and they'll stream it on on Spotify, and that's just not true. It's just not true. It's the same way we think about podcasts is like when we try to reach a podcast audience, you go to other podcasts to be a guest so that you can really, you can reach podcast audience. You can reach somebody who's already on a podcast platform, right? So if you think about that in terms of music, you're creating Instagram content and trying to push people to another place where maybe they don't even listen, right? You're trying to push people to Spotify or maybe they're Amazon or maybe they're Amazon music listeners or iTunes listeners or Apple music listeners, or maybe they buy CDs and maybe they don't stream anything, right? It's their old, old school. Uh, so it's more difficult to get more people listening to your stuff on Spotify by creating content on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. You, you, you still have to rely on that person clicking on something and going outside of the app when really all they want to do is take their thumb and swipe it up on the screen and go to the next reel or the next TikTok video, right? That's the reality. It's like people just love to swipe through videos and watch. They're not really looking to go to Spotify to listen to your music, <clears throat> by and large. Obviously, some people do. Obviously, it works to like run ads and have people, like some pe- that people find success with that. Um, even the best people at that though, they don't see it as a net positive per, uh, per ad. They, they view it as like a long-term build on Spotify. They don't think of like individual ads making money, but it is like, I want to get more followers. I want to get more eyeballs. I want to get more people listening to my music. And if I catch a few here and then they listen to my future stuff, then it can build and it can snowball. Right. Uh, so even the best people at ads it's hard to get people to go from Facebook to Spotify or from Instagram to Spotify or from TikTok. And I, and I, I should say that like when stuff blows up on TikTok, almost straight down the line, everybody that has a song that blows up on TikTok, it also blows up on Spotify. So there, there's that, there's that, but it's got to blow up, like really blow up. So, so treat Spotify like it's its own animal is like get into Spotify and treat it like it's its own app. Like the people who use Spotify are the people that you want to reach. And actually now Spotify is offering the ability to run ads in Spotify, which might ruin Spotify altogether. I don't know. Um, I haven't done it, but I noticed that that's a thing. So if you want to release, if you want to reach Spotify listeners, it's like you can actually run an ad in Spotify, which would be much more direct. You don't have to guess whether or not somebody uses Spotify when you're running an ad on Facebook and Instagram, you can say only people who follow Spotify or whatever on Facebook, but it's like that person may, still may not listen using Spotify and may not like your kind of music. So I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like when you can run ads on Spotify, but that's apparently coming or is here now. So, you know, I think about like treating Spotify like its own animal, getting after the people inside of Spotify. So a big part of that is playlist pitching, um, a big part of that is is like releasing regularly so you can get on release radars and uh, various different like Spotify algorithmic playlists 
to try and reach Spotify listeners. And I'm pretty amazed by like how well that works and how efficient that is and how often people continue to listen. They'll save your song and they'll listen to it multiple times. Um, that's pretty cool. Although I saw, you know, it's like, I think we had, or on my account, I had 20,000 streams or something and 14,000 listeners. And I saw a uh, Dury, this great band out of Minneapolis that just kind of blew up online. They had one song that went viral and now they're like crushing. They showed their numbers and it was something like 4 million streams. And it was, and, and the number of listeners was in the hundreds of thousands. So they had whoever they have listening to their music is like, maybe it was 123,000. I can't remember. I'm pretty good with remembering things that I saw, but, uh, I mean, it was like, it was like, wow, the people that listen to that person's music listen over and over and over and over and over again. So that's, that's one of the differences maybe between like releasing music as an artist and getting people to be like huge fans of you as an artist versus releasing music that would fit well in certain functional Spotify places, right? There's two, there's different approaches there. And, and, uh, I'm sort of trying to toe the line do both. Yeah. So anyways, uh, treat Spotify like it's its own animal. Get in there, learn about it. Learn about the Spotify listener. Apparently, uh, the metrics are really cool. I mean, like, apparently I you could see where people are listening from, uh, pretty specifically. So I, I know a lot of people that like now book tours based on where people listen to their music and it's working to help sell tickets and stuff like that. And you can sell merch and you can put the tip jar on Spotify now too. There's like various different things that they're adding to, uh, make it more artist friendly, which is all right, man. It's all right. Let's, let's, let's figure this thing out. Uh, I wrote about, I talked about the AI songs, um, try and abide by the rules of Spotify while still making music. That's artistically satisfying. I said that, Oh yeah. And then I said, like, if, if AI starts taking over streaming, which could totally happen in like the next 10 years, excuse me, does that put the emphasis back on live music? Does that mean that like, if you want to hear live music played at a high level, it has to be by a human. Of course, like virtual reality is getting so cool too. Like I, I put on an Oculus not long ago and it was like awesome and I, i'm not a video game guy at all but i was like wow i can see why <laughs> this is gonna blow up excuse me <clears throat> Ooh, i was just getting over i had uh my whole family was sick for a week two weeks influenza but i went back to the gym today i'm feeling much better fever free for for over 24 hours which is always the goal that's it. I was just looking at my list. Excuse me. Looking at my list on my phone. And that's everything I got. So those of you that are listening still, I really appreciate you. And I consider you to be the diehards. And uh, I want you to know that we've got conversations going on in the Gig Boss Podcast Facebook group where people hang out. You can find the link in the description. But you can also just search Gig Boss Podcast in Facebook and the show or, or the uh, show page will come up. 
We've got an app called Gig Boss that is an organizational tool for freelance musicians and band leaders. It rules. It's getting better and better every month. We just got a new look on the gig details page. I'm really excited about new logos, all kinds of stuff. It's going well. So uh, grab that when you get a chance. And if you're playing a lot of gigs, it's going to help. It's going to help. Keep everything straight. We have a deal with Ari's Take Academy. Uh, he does a lot of courses on various different things, release strategy, running ads on Facebook and Instagram, sync licensing, all kinds of stuff. They're great courses. I think they're around $1,000, so they're not cheap, but they're great. And if you're really looking to commit, I had a, a, a listener reach out to me saying that he did go get one of those courses and really loved it. Um, Ari's doing a great job with those courses. Uh, if you type in Gig Boss, G-I-G-B-O-S-S, you'll get 10% off any of those courses that you purchase and is that it i think that is it now so thank you thank you for listening i appreciate you very much and we'll see you next time on the flip side i keep thinking there's gotta be something else that i'm missing i just released an album with supercell i'll, I'll put it in the description if you're interested in hearing it it's just a little trio live live record uh playing some original music of mine and Beyonce cover and some other fun things, a little trio jazz. But man, I'm working on this big project coming up. It's, it's huge. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate you all listening very much. Show's growing, which is great. Oh, this is what I want you to do. This is, this is my call to action for you, the person who's still listening, who loves this show. Please tell a friend that you love the show or post about it on social media that will help people find it and like it um wherever you listen if you like the show follow the show give us a five-star review and actually like write a review that's huge especially in apple podcasts like if you listen to an apple podcasts head over put a five-star review and then like write the show is great blah, 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 or whatever all right that would be super awesome i really appreciate you much love i'll see you next week Peace.